0: Hope everybody's having a lovely Monday. This is the second week in a row that we've recorded on Mondays. That is very true. I don't like it. I don't fuck. I don't fuck. I mean, yes, I, you know, try to stay motivated on these Mondays, but Jesus, being motivated right now, is just not it for me. (laughs) That's true. I'm about as
1: motivated as a 90-year-old cat. Actually, we recorded the last three Mondays. All I want to do is sleep and eat and watch Survivor. We did JJ last Monday
0: and Danielle the Monday before that. Yeah, she sees Mondays. But yeah, I have not done anything. I haven't read any new books. I have not done anything important with my life, honestly. I've been writing. My mental health has been literally in the trash can. So uh I've been trying to dig it out lately. Finally starting to unearth uh my uh fucking sanity. But other than that, that's about it for me. Stevie, what's going on in the book world for you? I don't have any sanity.
1: I lost Sorry. my sanity a long time ago. <laughs> oh <my God. laughs> um not much honestly. I've been in a
0: reading funk. I think everybody's just in a funk I think everybody has just been very depressed lately I've just been so busy with other stuff like
1: PA work and stuff like that like I've literally had no time to read I get it I've been reading like obviously I've been reading um chapters from Brianna so I've been reading book four which is actually part of something else that Oh, I'm fine. um but I Rob, that. That I've been reading chapters on, so that's a really good. That's a really really good book. I can't wait for that one to come out. Um, I've been planning for
0: Vegas. Oop, whoop! Excited about that. Vegas. Mm-hmm. Um, the last eleven months away.
1: Right. Like, I'm going to need it to hurry up. I have a countdown on my phone and everything. I know. I saw that in the group. It's 345 days away. Super exciting. Super but exciting. But guess what's 98 days away? What? My birthday. Oh, I was supposed to be like, God, I'm forgetting
0: something. <laughs> yeah, my birthday. Well, shit, Stevie. It's not like I knew, like, 98 days from today is Stevie's birthday, bitch. I know that. It's like, crazy um but yeah
1: people don't know is I'm really really big on birthdays even though I hate getting older
2: because let us be real
1: I'm getting old (laughs) so that's about it
0: for me um our guest is in the lobby um yes and I'm we're super excited to chat with her I'm gonna go ahead and uh, if you're done, Stevie, I'm going to read her bio and then we'll hop right on over. Go ahead. Jessica Maron, right? Maron. Marin, son of a whore. <laughs> Jessica, <laughs> Jessica Maron began her love affair with books at a young age from encouragement of her grandma, Shirley, she has always dreamed of being an author and finally made her dreams of writing happily ever after stories a reality. She currently resides in Tennessee with her husband, children, and fur babies. When she is not hanging out with her family, she loves watching a good movie, going dancing with the ladies, sniffing essential oils, and daydreaming of warm beaches, winning the lotto, and world peace. So we're going to hop on, on over and we're going to go talk to Jessica in three, two, one. Thank you so much for joining us on the Bookshelf Boyfriends podcast. Jessica Marin, welcome, welcome, welcome. Thank you guys for having me, for wanting to talk to me. I'm so excited. Um, Always, listen, I love (laughs) talking to everyone. Of course, wanted to talk to you. Not only have I just recently found out that Jessica's daughter is a My Hero Academia fan and everybody knows on this podcast how much I love
2: this freaking show, Um, but also she's a T-Swizzle fan as well. Yes. I was uh, doing a little stalking of you girls last night while I was cooking dinner. I was like, oh my gosh, not only do they like Taylor Swift, but MJ is into My Hero Academia. Stevie has cats. I have two ragdoll cats and obviously besides our love of romance and the hockey i mean i have have five cats you have five
1: cats yeah they may or may not come jumping in on me eventually
2: it's literally like why have we not been besties like literally a hundred percent well now we are though yes that's all that matters
1: but for real who was counting down until this video that like lively produced because i'm so excited
2: I have not. It's out, isn't it? I haven't Mm -hmm. seen it yet.
1: There was a countdown for it last night, and it said it was a couple hours, so I don't know what time she was dropping it.
2: What is it? I thought it it was 10 a.m. Oh, sorry, MJ. What
1: is it? I'm a new freaking... It's uh, it's the song that she did with Chris Stapleton. They're doing
0: a video. Blake Lively produced it. Okay, I was about to be Mm -hmm. like, listen, I'm a recently
2: acquired Swift fan, Um, so I gotta keep me updated. So... I um, I have always liked her, but I really became a fan when the 1989 album dropped. Mm-hmm. And I said this on my Instagram stories. If you are a romance uh, fan and you don't like Taylor Swift, you really should reconsider because her songs, her lyrics are stories and they are just the best kind of stories absolutely they are liter- literally each song is a fucking romance novel
0: absolutely <laughs> no joke it's and i think all I was- too well yeah and i think a lot of that had to do with why i didn't okay so this is my opinion right mm-hmm. i think i would have really enjoyed taylor swift back in the day had taylor swift done what she's doing now like the type Got of like her version of these songs currently i mm-hmm. love this vibe that she has but like that back- i was just not into like the pop music yeah back That's in the understandable day. well now so,
1: her problem is she didn't even like it.
0: Yeah. And my friends, my my best friend, one of my best friend Katie's is like a hard, I mean she's been a Taylor Swift fan since like she came out the womb. Um <laughs> It's just like, I'm gatekeeping you. You're not allowed to be a fan of her because you talked so much shit about her in high school. And I was oh, like, I didn't talk shit. Funny. I was just not exactly enthralled with her music, but it's fine.
1: My um, favorite thing ever is that people are now attacking Jake Gyllenhaal on his Instagram. Dude,
2: person. I- You could red scarf emojis. <laughs> I mean- i i feel bad for him because it's like 10 years later i mean yeah. obviously they both have moved on but it's very entertaining i enjoyed <laughs> the comments are all Twitter, <laughs> like, hey, so sorry jake jen hall but this
0: is awesome <laughs> twitter is a dumpster fire with it's like jen jen <laughs>
1: did you see jen sterling's tiktok yesterday mj yeah i know i commented on it she was like <laughs> Can we jen sterling was
0: like, like Jen Sterling was like um so are we like hating Jake Hall right now like do we hate the scarf thief <laughs> because I need to know to act accordingly and I oh, commented no. in, and I was like yes we fucking hate him right now what are you talking about
1: <laughs> so
2: anyways
0: hilarious. we are super excited to get chatting with you we're gonna kick things off and start talking about your books and we're gonna start with heartbreak Warfare. wait Stevie am I doing highlighted or are you doing highlighted <laughs> um <laughs> Because you didn't tell me, you highlighted them and then you didn't tell me who was doing who, <laughs> pause. was <laughs> a highlighted played. one. Okay, cool. All right, anyways, we're and take two. We're gonna start with Heartbreak Warfare, which is a second chance at uh, love Hollywood romance between Jenna and Cal. So what was your initial inspiration for the story? So I'm
2: a child of the eighties and I grew up forced to watch soap operas from my mother and my grandmother. And that just uh, started off the love affair with Hollywood. And I love going to movies and I love TV series. And I just, it was, honestly, I wasn't even looking to become a writer. I've always been um, a book person. I've been reading since I was a very little girl, probably reading things I shouldn't have been reading at my age. I just, my grandmother, both my grandmothers were big influences in my life with reading. So um, I always had a corporate job in sports and but reading was my side hobby. And I always gravitated towards romance novels. And I just read a lot of genres and I was reviewing books for fun. And yeah. just one day this story came to me and it just wouldn't leave my brain. Um, and I held that story for five years. Oh until my, my situation my family life situation was my job after having two kids was just not conducive anymore to our lifestyle it the commute was long the hours were a crap yeah and my husband's like I have, I'm so blessed I have a super supportive husband and he was like you know what we can afford for you to stay home run the house and this is your time to write your books yeah um So I I did, and I've haven't looked back. And we love that. We love it. Yeah, I love it. I love it so so much. I mean, as you know, it's hard. (laughs) It's hard, girl. You talking about McQuarrie? You're talking about? It's so yeah. It's so hard. Um, And I'm an extrovert by nature, uh, so it's lonely. It's a lonely job. We're twins. Yeah, (laughs) yeah, Um, but. Fortunately, I I have a tight knit circle of other author friends who I hold near and dear to my heart. And, um, it's, it's been the most rewarding and most difficult job, kind of like children. (laughs) Oh, literally.
0: I feel that on such a spiritual level, I honest to God, like, even though I have like a super tight author friend group who I love to death Mm -hmm. and I feel like I can tell them anything and they'll be able to understand like where I'm coming from when it comes to, writing and the creative process and how taxing that it can sometimes be you know but even then people who have like a regular I would say a regular job right you get up you go to work you see people right you're outside you're with people you're outside of your house okay and it's like for me I am I literally had to explain the definition to my husband about this but I am an extroverted introvert okay Uh I love being in the house I love being here however I also hate being in the house because I want to talk to people Absolutely. The quarantine was the best and worst thing that's ever happened to me. Like I was like in hives, but at the same time, because I was like, "Oh my god, I need to talk to somebody. I'm going to lose my shit." Yeah. But at the same time, I was like, "I don't fucking want to leave the house. Why would I want to leave my house? My house has everything. I got my TV here and my computer and my books. Yeah. I want to leave."
2: Oh, absolutely, I felt the same way. I, I formed a, a COVID bubble with Aurora Rose Reynolds. She's one of my best friends, and. That was my saving grace because we would just go to each other's houses and it felt like, oh my God, we're getting out of the house. We're going somewhere. I know. But, but then like if anybody else who I wasn't in my circle wanted to see me, I was like, mm, I'm going to stay home. <laughs> I literally need to find an author friend who lives in fucking North Carolina. So I can
0: do that because all of my friends live everywhere besides my Mom, actually. Cage lives in. I
2: was going to say, I know some authors who live in North Carolina. We're hooking you up. Just please uh, don't. Because Ashley, just,
1: Cade, just really Ashley Cade lives in North Carolina. We'll just hit, yeah, me, she she does.
0: hit my line. We'll meet up, go get lunch, become besties, and then we'll be able to go to each other's houses and have like riding retreats. That's it's all I need. Real,
2: like it is, I mean, talk about mental health. It is a mental health savior. Having oh. another uh, friend who is also in the business
1: mm-hmm. who
2: you can be your total honest self. When you're having those days of like, God, what the fuck am I writing? It sounds like shit kind oh, of yeah. days, you know, and they're there for you no matter what. Even your bad days where you're not having good behavior. And it, Oh, yeah. We're going to get you somebody, okay?
0: Yes, please and thank you. I would appreciate I, it. i found a, a shit ton of Maryland
1: authors recently. Yes. I got Natasha Bishop is from here. I got Gemma Smith, who lives in southern maryland leah cole oh is
0: right there fucking live in cities okay um, julia
1: wolf i did not know julie wolf lived in columbia which is literally 20 minutes from my house that's cool and willow winters
2: lives an hour from me see <laughs> oh it's fine it's okay that's gonna be our mission now mj we are going to find you a north carolina please. tribe please jesus
0: i need it my, yeah. my my tribe that is like everywhere on across the map is gonna be like fuck you ho we are in trouble. It's like, yeah, you live on the west coast. I have to fucking call you two hours before I even want to wake up. I mean, my clients live in all different
1: states. You're in North Carolina, cats uh, in Kansas. I got JC or JJ and uh Brian are both in Utah and Colorado. God, I don't want to
0: live somewhere like that. Fuck it. I don't. I hate this place. I hate the east coast. I don't want to. <laughs> live here. Like, pack me up. <laughs> I want to go to Seattle that's like my dream state I will catch me I'm telling you right now if I ever become I don't know win the lottery that's where I'm going anyways all right Stevie moving forward you take the next question <laughs> okay <laughs> <laughs> so Jenna has gone through a divorce
1: and is now starting over and then yeah. she meets Cal on a business trip in Vegas which we love Vegas we're here we for love love that
2: love it love um it.
1: and he has his eye on forever with her mm-hmm. what was your favorite part about writing their love story
2: um oh gosh, that's a hard question. Um I loved the instant chemistry, despite him being, you know, when the book opens up, he is just becoming famous. Yeah. He's not at huge level yet, but he's he's slowly becoming a household name. So, and she didn't know who he was at all. Um, her assistant is the one who pointed him out at the airport. And I just loved the instant chemistry. I loved how she had never had a quote unquote one night stand before, but was like, you know what? I've been in so much pain. I'm going to have my fun. But that's not what happens. Yeah, Uh, You know, and I just, I just loved that aspect of it because I, I feel that. I don't know what it is with our society and the stereotype of that. If women have fun like that, they're whores. Oh my God, girl. Oh yeah. Yeah. I hate that. I hate that that double standard. I hate that with a passion. And so that was what was so much fun. Like, She is a successful, taking care of herself, strong woman. Why shouldn't she have fun? Yeah,
0: exactly. I should be able to go, if I, like, if a man goes out and sleeps with every single girl, like, has one night stands on business trips all the time, that's he's it. the man, right? He is the shit, right. he is hot, he is a yep. womanite, he is just it, right? But a girl right. does that, a woman does that, same position, or not even in the same position, right. but a woman does that, and she's a slut, and she's, right.
2: you know, whatever, but it's like, and yeah, no, exactly. This. And that's not even, her, she doesn't even go out and do that. It was just this, Opportunity where no man since her ex-husband has made her feel alive again. Yeah, and she couldn't help herself. Yep, I'll be and, honest with you though. One night stands are not what they are
0: cracked up to be. No, hundred <laughs> okay. percent. No, a hundred percent. Yeah, I, I one eighty. I think eighty percent of my stands I have were trash. Because yeah. honestly, you're like bumble fucking your way through it, right? Like, <laughs> is, like I don't know if you like this. Do you like this? Because you don't yeah. know each other, yeah. so it makes it like a little uncomfortable. But
2: yeah, no, I, I completely agree with you on that, completely.
0: But I love, but I want, <laughs> I'm married now, so I can't do that. But like back before then, I wanted to have that one-night stand where it was like, yes, this is the this is the instant connection. You're amazing. Right. I love you. We're going to fall in love with each other.
2: Yeah. Never yeah. fucking happened. But right. It's okay. <laughs> and, and I think um, those stories that are written are so much fun because that's what your idealistic one-night stand is, right? Absolutely. That, you're going to have this amazing chemistry with this stranger. You're going to like fall in love right after you have this one night stand. This one night stand is turning into your forever. And that just is not much reality. That might be some people's reality, but it's really few and far between. And that's the fun of romance novels. Absolutely. Absolutely.
0: Um, so I don't want to give any, we don't want to give any spoilers away or I, anything, but I am curious. Did you struggle writing any particular part with Jenna and Cal's story?
2: I did um I struggled with uh, like you said, don't want to give out uh, spoilers, but I struggled with Jenna to be quite honest because um I just know you know you you put yourself in your stories, right? yeah, so here I'm thinking, what would I do if it was me? and of course, what's written is mostly what I would have done mm-hmm. but you struggle with is this is it too soon did she go too far is she being pathetic is she being you know you get to that point where you're like because you're not in that situation or have never experienced that situation it's like yeah how much further do I want to take this and so I did struggle with her a lot um but I, I just, I do love her. They're still my book babies. I don't know what it is about that book. And I don't know if it's because it was my first book, but I just love them as a couple so much. And that's why they're, they're in the whole entire series. It's an interconnected series where they were the, the main couple of the first book, but they became the secondary couples in the second and third book. Yeah. Um, and I will write the next generation of that series. Um, But I don't know what it is about them. I just love them. I I love what they overcame. I think that writing female characters
0: in general is just so difficult because of the pressure that I feel like like readers put on female characters. I don't care what anybody says. People are so harsh on women. Uh, And it's like the women. It's like women who are the hardest on other women. Yep. and it's like i don't understand right cuz it's like okay she's too strong she's a yeah. bitch she's I too agree. Not, she's too soft she's a doormat Right. It's like, listen, I've gotten to this point where I'm going to write the female characters that I want to write. Like, whether you like them or you don't. I feel like a lot, Trillina Pucci actually had a really good, like, say, like, when she's talked about this, she says that when people are really hard on, like, the female characters, it's because they're seeing these, like, insecurities within themselves reflected back at them. And it's like, oh, you're- you're seeing it, you're reading it and you're like, oh my God, I do that. Like, oh my God, I hate that about myself. Right. So immediately red flag for you hating that female character. But yeah, I've gotten to the point where it's like, listen, if I want to write a straight up mean girl with like, you know, a redemption arc, yeah. then that's what I'm going to do. If I want to write a really soft character, I'm going to do that as well. Yeah. And and I hate this double standard. Like I literally had a conversation the other day and was like, the dude could literally—and don't get me wrong, I love it. I love when the guy's asshole, but he could literally like murder a whole village and be like, sorry, I had a hangnail yesterday, that's why I was like that. And people would be like, oh my god, he got he redeemed he redeemed himself, he's fine. And then the girl is like says says one mean thing to somebody because she has like a super traumatic past and like oh total bitch.
2: Yeah. Never forgiving her ever. It's like, Jesus Christ, people. I I completely agree with you. And I also agree with you. And this is what I do with myself. You have to write what you want to read. Yeah, I know. And I know a lot of authors can write to market. And I think that's awesome. I am not that kind of author. I have to write what I would read myself. Yeah. um, Just because you're going to get my best work. Mm-hmm. out of me if it's something that I want to read yep. um, and I wish I had that ability to write to market but that's just I don't um but I I completely agree with you about that and I uh one of my books the third book in my series the let me in series edge of desire that book was probably my funnest book to read because I wrote three point of views and one of them was the villain who's a woman oh and yeah you for it It was so much fun being the villain because I am the type of person who cries when I see strangers get hurt. (laughs) and It was was just so different, but to your point, it's like she got ripped apart by some people because they didn't, they were like, she needs to die. She's so evil, (laughs) but it's like, you have to understand why she became so evil. Yeah, everybody has
0: a backstory, you know? Exactly. Everybody everybody deserves a redemption arc.
2: Also, well, I'm putting not- my face on here.
0: I'm coming back on we're here. Yay! So, like, on here. Yeah, not- I didn't have, prior to this, I didn't have my face on here. but I stop, you,
2: stop it. You look beautiful. Stop. <laughs> this? Can I tell you right now, I was just FaceTiming with my niece, who's one. She didn't recognize me because this is not normal <laughs> for me. She was like, what?
0: Who's I'm in the cave doing? right now. I'm in the cave right now, so I look like a literal fucking trash <laughs> panda, but no. it's fine. It's fine. No. Um, but no, continue what you're saying.
2: I've,
0: I've already forgotten. I, yeah, but I I totally agree. I think that the standard for judging, you know, like the women in stories is, is super difficult. I was going to also say, I think writing to market, like you said, like there are some people who can do it. I think that it's different for everybody. It does Mm -hmm. take you a little bit longer to gain traction when you're not writing for market. But I think that once you find your reader group and your reader base, you're fine. And I think a lot of it like boils down to readers not trusting you if you don't write to market, right? Because like you write to market and it's like, you know, when you buy a book from somebody that you know what you're getting every single time readers trust you. right? I don't need to trust an author to enjoy their work, right? Like Penelope Douglas, I- is the craziest but she writes some of the craziest shit ever there is no way i would trust her ever to be like she might kill somebody tomorrow for all i know there's no way i trust her when i go into a book that she has written but i enjoy that so i think that finding people who are like readers like myself and like you are Mm
2: -hmm. it takes a little
0: bit more time but it is worth it correct
2: i completely agree i completely agree so go ahead
1: stevie sorry (laughs) that'd be a rant all right (laughs) Because we're heading into the holiday season, we're going to move on to the holiday book. Okay. Which is Shopping thank for you. Love, which I've read both of these books and I love them.
2: Oh, thank you. Now I need to
1: go back and finish the rest of the series for Heartbreak Warfare. Um, so Shopping for Love, what made you want to write a holiday romance?
2: I didn't actually. <laughs> so <laughs> what happened was... Um, you know, for as for everybody, twenty 2020 twenty and twenty twenty one has been super hard. Twenty twenty one is still super hard, oh, in yeah. my opinion. for For me, it's uh because we went from going. My kids just stopped going to school in March yeah. twenty twenty, and then they were home, and they and they were home for the next school year. So I now was doing homeschool like, mm-hmm. Um, and I was like, crap, I I have to be present mom. Yeah. Uh, That's always important to me. I want to be a present mom because this time is so short. Yeah. And like that that saying time goes faster with kids. I used to laugh at that. It is so true because you are unselfishly giving up your time for other people. Yeah. So it it flies. Um so I I thought to myself last year, shit, I'm not going to get anything out in 2020. Uh, I had one release in January, but with Aurora Rose Reynolds that we co-wrote, but that was written in 2019. Yeah. Um, I honestly was like, okay, I'm just going to have to resign to the facts, ask for our deadlines, because I did have contracts for books, um, that nothing's going to happen. Yeah. Well, this story just popped into my brain like I literally had no desire to write a holiday novel Mm -hmm. but I don't know what happened the story just came into my brain and I was like it is so rare when a story is just that talking to you oh yeah and I couldn't stop it and thank god I couldn't stop it because I love it so much um And yeah, the only reason why it's a holiday novel, because it really doesn't have to be, is that I thought the opportunity of them getting to know each other Mm -hmm. over all these holiday parties um, was really the way to set it up. Um, Not revealing spoilers, but it's an office kind of workplace romance. She is actually her boss, Mm -hmm. but she was a personal shopper. She actually never met him. She only dealt with his assistant. Um, And so she had this preconceived notion of what type of man he was. And I felt that the holiday parties were the best opportunity for her to see you shouldn't judge a book by its cover. It's not, he is not what you thought he was. I'm here for that. I'm 100% here for that. (laughs) I'm
0: not, okay, so like- (laughs) I am not a huge Christmas person, okay? Yeah. I like Halloween. Oh, I'm a Scrooge. I joke I'm a Scrooge during the holidays. I love Halloween. I hate that we skip Thanksgiving like it's the middle child or some shit. (laughs) Oh, girl, you're speaking my language. Me too. My house is decorated for Thanksgiving. Listen, I don't know about decorating, but I'll tell you something right now. I just planned my Thanksgiving menu. Shit's gonna be lit, okay? Who <laughs> <All laughs> right. already has their Christmas tree up? Because I don't want to have that's okay. this makes, makes you up happy, later. that's okay. It's not that it makes me happy. I just didn't want to, like, okay. So, listen, I don't have children, okay? I don't know if I ever wanna have children, but you and know, that's I
2: to... can I just interrupt you? I have so yeah. much respect for people who know that they don't want to have kids because our society puts way too much pressure on people having kids oh yeah I hate it so much that that is the pressure put on people and I have so much mad respect for women and men who are like no I don't want children and that's okay yeah, we literally
1: and it's, just had this conversation.
2: People <laughs> expect you, right, to have, like, it's me like do. when you don't have children,
0: it's like, okay, so, like, you get married, and people are like, oh, when are you having babies? That's and it's true. like, it's not, you haven't, it's like you haven't reached a successful point in your life if you don't have kids, right? No, it's, it's like, oh, it's going to be the best thing that's ever happened to you. And it's like, listen, I'm, you know, kids are the best thing that's ever happened to some people. I've got, like, six siblings, okay, younger siblings. I know what it is like <laughs> Of, yeah, literally yeah. i for me personally i mean i might later on in life that's why i've not done anything drastic to like prevent myself from having children mm-hmm. um and i might later in life i might change my mind i don't know but as of right now and for the next foreseeing future i personally do not want children it's not something I feel like I'm a selfish individual by nature. I'm going to be honest with you. I know what it takes to have to raise children. Like I know how unselfish of a person you have to be, how dedicated to time you have to be, how, you know, just present you have to be in people's life Mm -hmm. for them to turn out, you know, like, okay, human beings. And that's Mm -hmm. a lot of pressure.
2: I it's personally, a lot of I'm pressure serious. to not raise assholes.
0: Yeah. And it's like, I personally do not feel like that's something that I want to do. You know, like, yeah. I like the fact that I can get off this podcast and go take a nap and nobody has to need anything from me.
2: You know, no, I'm yeah, a I I nephew. So I, uh,
0: yeah, yeah, no, I, I I'm
2: a hundred percent serious. I have so much respect for people who know that they don't want to have kids and stick to their guns and they don't cave under pressure because you do have to understand that you are going, you have to be an an unselfish person for the next 18 years. Oh yeah, I totally admire the fuck out of parents. And there's nothing wrong with not wanting to be that
0: person. Oh, literally. And it's like somebody, you have to have like this, like extensive answer for why you don't want kids. And it's just Uh, like, bro, I don't want to be unselfish. I mean, I don't know what else you want and me to tell what? you, dude. guess what? That's okay. Yeah. And I feel like a lot of it has to do with the fact how I was raised. And I think Stevie can also relate to this. Like you had to like help raise your nephew. Yes. I'm the oldest of like four siblings. And two of those siblings I had to help raise because my dad is, was a single father and our mom was not very present in our lives. Like, I spent, like, most of my teenage years helping raise two other kids, you know? Like, I don't, I don't. I guess it's just because I didn't ever have, like, the freedom and the ability to do the things I wanted to do when I was a teenager that most teenagers are supposed to have. And now I'm just like, I'm not doing that again. What are you talking about? No, thank you. I'm out the house. I moved out. I live on my own. I'm married. I don't know if I want to have that again. That's understandable. So, no.
2: I'm that's the not. oldest of
1: 19 grandkids. Oh, Shit. my gosh. That's no, like my grandmother had five girls. Wow. And then I'm the oldest of 19. And then that there's is. there's 17 great grandkids. That's a
2: lot of kids.
1: I don't awesome. I, I used to want kids. Like I was that person that always said, Oh, I'm I'll have children. I'll have like three of them, and then I'll be done. And now I'm yeah. like,
0: I was the complete opposite. I was like, I'm gonna get my tube side at 20. <laughs> <laughs> now I'm like, i raise my <laughs> uh, Yeah. Also, being pregnant scares the shit out of me. That's another thing I don't want to go into. Not the pain, but like actually having a human being inside of you. I can't. It's like an alien.
2: (laughs) I get it. I I was not like when I hear some women who say I love being pregnant. I'm like, good for you. I did not love being pregnant at all. Obviously, blessed that I had no issues. But yeah, uh, the coolest part was feeling the baby. But you're you are your body's traumatized. Yeah, no. It's, I mean, again, good for those girls who say they love it. Um, uh-uh. mm. I did not see no glow. Uh I was a whale with my first <laughs> child. It was I, get I, waddled, it. I waddled like a penguin. I mean, yeah. For it. I we it. after two, I, I was blessed with a boy and a girl. And I was like, I'm done. Love you, honey. Yeah,
1: but, sorry.
2: Got one of each bye. Yeah, sorry. Right. All right. So now that we've taken a left turn on babies. I know, um, so
0: sorry. I know, <laughs> it's cool. It's fine. Now I just, now nobody has to ask me when I'm having kids. They go. There you go. There I don't you know go. Thank you. There's, There's my, explanation. Out there. There's my so- explanation. Ask the girls if they're having children. Stop it. Oh my God. Yeah. That's another thing. People stop asking people that. That's so I know. disrespectful. Not I, and not even disrespectful, but you have no idea. Like that couple could have been trying to have babies. Absolutely. You don't year. know
2: what people are personally going through. Yeah.
0: And I don't understand. And it's like the general, it's my grandmother's generation. Okay. Yeah, of people it. who, and I understand that they were raised in a different time and I, and I totally get it, but like, come on now, we got to get with the program and start learning that this is well, just not think, a question.
1: We talked yeah. about this yes.
0: recently. My best friend of Twelve plus
1: years, yeah. Had tried for six years and couldn't get pregnant. She's finally pregnant with her first child right now. She's like yeah. six months pregnant at this point, mm-hmm. and people always asked her that, and she hated that question. Like it got ah. to the point, it got to the point where it was traumatizing for her. Right, it was, it's emotionally yeah.
2: traumatizing.
1: It's like, and of course, she was the type of person that's always supportive of everybody else when they're pregnant, like no matter what. And mm-hmm. it's finally her turn yeah and of course now that it's her turn her husband is a twin and his sister is also pregnant so oh, it, it oh t- wow. the limelight shifted again sure. so yeah. for her she feels like she's trying to enjoy it and then she has people who aren't letting her enjoy it and then it it's been a process for her and she's always stuck true to being happy for everybody else Yeah, and she hates that nobody's happy for her now. And I'm like, I'm like, I'm happy for her. her." Yeah, we're happy for her. I already sent her outfits. I was like, look, this baby's
0: gonna be well dressed because I already sent you outfits for a little girl. (laughs) Um. Yeah. Babies. We just also, had I to know, we totally weed. went off topic. I'm
2: so sorry. <laughs> it's
0: okay. I also don't want to stop smoking weed. That's the biggest part. I really don't want to stop smoking and weed. As you shouldn't. It <laughs> so there's that. Um, anyways, so in this book we have, is it Ariana? I'm really bad. It right? is. It's, it's Ar- her name's Ariana, but she goes by Ari. Okay, cool. All right. So he's a personal shopper, like you said, yeah. and Warren is just like grump. Magnet. Okay. He's just, (laughs) he is like, she's immune to his charm like 100%. Like, it does not matter what she does, what he does. He is, she is just not having it. Okay.
2: Yeah. So she's not impressed. She has too much in her personal life and is not, I mean, she's attracted to him because he's just that kind of guy, but she's just not impressed. I get it. So, what was your favorite part of writing her character? that was probably my favorite like again not to give up spoil- okay sorry if you heard that that was my cat being destructive <laughs> holy shit I was like earthquake in Nashville just kidding <laughs> Her cat just totally knocked off a cup and I'm gonna dread to see what it looks like in my kitchen now but whatever um I just loved how she she gives up a lot she had life goals for herself and something personally is going on in her personal life that she makes the decision and she did not have to mm-hmm. to give up her life goals to take care of business back home. And I just love that. I just love her dedication, her unselfishness and how strong she is. I like writing strong heroines. And yes. even if they are are hanging on by a thread in yeah. life, because I do have my heroine am perfectly lonely is hanging on by a thread in life. Yeah. I like writing strong heroines who come out in the end. And you will see that as a common thread in all of my books, because mm-hmm. I do believe we are the, one of the strongest species on this earth. We are better together.
0: Mm-hmm. And
2: that's the kind of women I like to write. That's the kind of you know, woman I'm trying to raise in my house with my daughter, yep. um, yes, we're human beings. Yes, we hurt. Yes, we get upset. Yes, you know, we have our bad days. Yes, there's some evil women out there, but I just feel that we are incredible and that's I. That's the kind of women I write. So yeah. with Ariana, I just enjoyed writing her so much and the woman that she is and what she goes through and what she becomes.
0: I honestly, I love that answer because I feel like, okay, so I am pro feminist. Okay. And my Mm -hmm. guy friends who I have, like a lot of them shit on me all the time over being like a feminist. Okay. I feel like it has a bad title sometimes because I'm pro woman. Okay. Which means that if you want to be a stay at home mom and that's what you want to do, Absolutely, baby. You do that. You be the best stay at home mom you can be. I support Absolutely. that. I'm here for that. If you want to run a Fortune 500 company, yes, Queen, you do that. You want to work in construction. You want to be a doctor. You don't want to work. I support women in general. You want to shave your legs? Shave your legs. You don't want to shave your legs? I don't care. <laughs> I am literally. And I feel like it's gotten like a negative connotation that when you're a feminist, it's like you're only pro-feminist when it's like, oh, this woman is a doctor or this woman is a lawyer. It's like, no, I'm pro-woman. Like, it doesn't matter what they're doing. I am pro a woman being able to do that because we came from an era. Like, we literally were not able to vote, people. We were property. So like, yeah, no, no,
2: no, I I agree with you. I hate that word feminist. I, I do. I don't use it at all because I hate it. And I hate what society has made it to be. Um, We all should be pro-women. We all, and and guess what? We're pro-men too, but it's just this idea that there are things that women can't do that men can do is pretty dumb.
0: Yeah, absolutely. It's just like, I am not I am for equality like like I'm not for like women being better it's just like listen if right. I go to, if I have a degree and I'm a doctor in the same field as you are and we're have the same amount of capability and skill and academic accolades and mm-hmm. you're getting
2: paid more than me because you have a penis <laughs> yeah. it's, no it's honestly just about equality at the yeah, end exactly. of the day it's about and equality it's like for, I say
0: yeah I'm a feminist. It's like, oh, like you're like that woman. And it's like, no, I'm not like no, I right. support that's women yeah. doing what women want to do. Right. So it's like pro women. I perfect. don't give a shit what we do as long as we do it good. Okay. Hard. Yeah. We are awesome. No matter what we do. Jesus Christ.
2: Yeah. <laughs> um, so, so, yeah. So that, that's just the kind of woman that I like to write that yeah, my, it. that the women, there's nothing that my female characters can't do that a man can't do, you know? Um, yep. I'm and, here for it. Yeah, and that's Ariana. Yeah, she's not running a Fortune 500 company, but she's pretty. She's pretty amazing, and yep. Warren sees that right away in her. I love that. I love that. All right, Stevie, go. Sorry. Sorry.
1: All right. So Warren's the kind of guy that he's a charmer. Yeah. Um, was there anything in particular about his character that was either hard to write or that you struggled
2: with? Um. You know, I love an alpha male, but there have been some alpha males that I've read, not written, read, that I'm like, if that was my guy, I'd punch him in the balls and we'd be done. <laughs> and so I struggle sometimes with how alpha am I making these dudes? Because yeah. like I said, I read some books and I'm like, ew. <laughs> Oh. No. um so I wanted Warren to be that cocky asshole mm-hmm. but a cocky asshole who has a heart and yeah. sees right away what a diamond in the rough Ariana is mm-hmm. and wants to make her his but in a way that's respectful and in a way that is just done right and yeah. so it wasn't that so much a challenge per se it was Okay. I, I want the readers to love him mm-hmm. in all aspects. Like you read some books where the guy, I've read some books where I'm like, this guy's a total douchebag. I would never fall in love with him. <laughs> Ever. And that is not what I wanted Warren to be. Yeah. And I don't want any of my male characters, like I, I walk that fine line. Mm-hmm. Some of my characters are not douchebags at all, Yeah, but When the story calls for a douchebag, I I walk that fine line, like, okay, he's going to be an asshole, but I don't want him to be that asshole where I never, ever date him, even if he tried to redeem himself.
0: Yeah. I want him to be the guy that redeems himself. And I'm like, I love you. Stevie knows exactly what I'm about to say. And it's so funny. That's
1: (laughs) why I laughed.
0: Oh, um, I gotta hear it. what I. Okay, so this is the thing. I don't like the preppy asshole, like the, um, like the dude who has his daddy's money asshole. Okay. You know, like very cocky. I don't like. But I'm gonna tell you right now, I'm a sucker for a guy who's a really dickhead, like a big dickhead, yeah. like.
2: <laughs> No, I think we all are, because we're all, I mean, think about it. Like, women want to be like, oh, I'm going to change that asshole. That asshole is going to love me. Literally, that's me.
0: That's me. Yeah.
2: No, I feel that's totally normal, but I just feel that there are some men who are written that you're like, that's a little too far
0: yeah no I don't know I don't know for me I mean wide spectrum so I don't it depends on it depends on the what I'm reading right okay if I'm reading like a billionaire romance that is um I guess I would do like contemporary okay so it's like a, a billionaire romance if he's too dickish you know I'm gonna be like nah I'm not having it however if I'm reading a book that is labeled dark romance okay He's going to have a little bit more leniency in my eyes. Got it. (laughs) Okay. I see what you're saying. So
2: here's my question for you. Did you see Sex Life? Yes. Okay. Adam, after she miscarries and he kicks her out, would you have forgiven him? No. Okay.
0: That's no. No and that but i feel like Is that's it because that's it's contemporary. contemporary no 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 i feel like it's because it's based on like what the the whole the whole thing was you know okay. right but if it was like, for example, if it was, like, a Penelope Douglas book, where, like, yeah. in Corrupt, they literally, like, hunt her down, scary guys, yeah, um, I'm beyond I, I would forgive him, I would, him because, <laughs> because, and let me, let me explain why, I literally, want to be kidnapped, <laughs> oh, yeah, absolutely, I literally read, so, Dark Romance, me and Stevie Joke were, like, the yin and yang of each other, yes, very much. I saw and that about much, you guys, I love that, yeah, very much the Dark Romance portion of this podcast, yeah. so, the darker the better for me Got it. and like for example trisha wolf has this really good duet. Uh, okay. and it's about a serial killer and a psych and a psychologist however he's a serial killer who kills like bad people he's like a vigilante okay so
2: he's like dexter right
0: yeah, yeah. and i love dexter. dexter right okay yeah so it's like you would be a little bit more lenient with the dude who's kind of like dexter you know and it's like yeah, i feel like the more backstory ahead. the more traumatic their backstory has to be like that's how i feel like it, it. you know it's just like oh like if you're an asshole because like your dad told you no to like having a trust fund like ah yeah. oh, fuck you but like if you were like beat as a child <laughs> I'm, wow. I'm gonna give you a little bit more of leniency so that's just that's just me though honestly and that's okay Nothing oh wrong
2: yeah with that.
0: Yeah, uh, that, yeah but if I'm reading like regular contemporary romance I understand what you're saying like there are some guys who go like way hard alpha that I'm like yeah. eh, and it's not hot either
2: I no no hard, yeah you know yeah no there's there's that fine line there's yeah. hot asshole and then there's that's gross no yeah there's no
0: redemption it's just like even when I think about when I write because like the guys I'm writing are literal sociopaths when I write them even when I even when they say things to their heroines it's an asshole thing to say but it's like I don't know it's like but at the same time you're kind of like oh shit oh shit like it's kind of hot <laughs>
2: <laughs> I might pass out uh, so but that's just that's just my trauma that I know, I'm and there's a lot of readers who love that so uh, no, it's me, you, it's you gotta me. keep writing that there's it that's, that's to me. The I'm that that
0: it's me well, I'm the
2: reader it's me I'm the reader <laughs> well like we said you you should be writing what you love to read and that's exactly what I'm
0: doing. And they're mm-hmm. crazy ass people, but it's fine. Anyways, Stevie, moving forward. But I just had to say that because you
2: were like, and I was like, oh god, I'm gonna. No, a-? I'm so glad yeah. you did though. But no, and I I understand what you're saying too. Yeah. Again, I love Dexter. I would marry Dexter. He kills bad
0: people. Thank Speaking you. of Dexter, they're coming out with a new like a spinoff with Dexter. I know it started. I know I haven't watched it yet, so don't tell me. I won't
2: tell you a thing. I've only watched the first watch episode.
0: It. I've watched. I'm going to watch episode. it because I love that. I'm here for that. All right, sorry. You gotta watch. You gotta watch. Okay, sorry. Oh, it's my turn. Oh, shit. Okay, so if Heartbreak Warfare was to become a movie, who would you cast as the lead roles? The reason I didn't Uh, know I was up next is because you never let me have this question. I was feeling. I was in a giving mood.
2: That's so generous of you, Stevie. Um, From day one, and I actually love asking readers, who do you picture as Mm so-and-so? For me, from day one, it was always Henry Cavill because he's deliciously Mm. British. He's huge. Like, I feel he would throw me around like a rag doll. And yeah, so from day one, Cal Harrington has always been that for me. Mm-hmm. uh for jenna i like jenna kramer a lot i um, love her i lot. love jenna kramer oh my god yeah, that's, that's who i picture as jenna is she was the best the, on one tree hill yeah that's who that's who comes to mind um for jenna i her.
0: love henry cavill right but this is the thing i didn't love henry cavill like I feel like this is a definition of what I was talking about earlier. I hate Correct. Superman, uh, Henry Cavill. I hate Superman, Henry Cavill. I
2: hate. Oh, it. you do. I love The Witcher, Henry. Cavill. The Witcher, yeah. I mean, he's pretty amazing in The Witcher. Oh, yeah. I liked Superman, Henry Cavill. I grew up. Superman was always my favorite out yeah. of all the characters, and Christopher Reeve was my favorite. Mm-hmm. I did not like Brandon Roth. Um, he didn't. Yeah, the Batman anything. person. You're a Batman. It's okay, so since Batman. I will say them, be that Batman was my number two. Yeah. I'm getting tired, though, of all the Batmans. Don't me too. Me. I am going to give Robert Pattinson a go. Yes. no. no me too. He looked a lot better. His trailer looked so much better than Ben Affleck. So yeah, I ben agree with great. you. I was like, why does everybody love Ben Affleck? And I like Ben Affleck. Don't yeah. get me wrong. But I did not love Batman Ben Affleck. No. I just ben. seen him as a funny guy. You know, I've always seen him as like that rom-commy dude. Well, um, but you know he's done some really great drama, and mm-hmm. he just didn't do it for me. He just wasn't Bruce Wayne for me, and I do agree with you. I am going to give Robert Pattinson a chance, um, but I'm like, oh, how many more times are we going to rewrap? <laughs> I know it's like listen just leave him as christian bale and let's call it a day no okay. see christian bale's my favorite
0: batman absolutely 100% without a doubt and i feel like oh, that's also know. because he played patrick bateman in american, An american yeah oh, shit yeah. Uh, so i think that also has something to do with why i liked it but see yeah. like guys like patrick bateman but like less but no not less but like i guess like more with a loving heart <laughs> <laughs> those guys <laughs> those are literally the people that i end up fucking that's reading. You. it's fine though got it that's um, question. but yeah, I love I love that cast. I love it. that. That's a cute couple. That's a good couple. Thank you. I think so too. I'm like, yeah. All right, see now you played go. kind of
1: famous people. So, what is it? She's kind of well. She has that limelight, so she'd be a good person to put in a film that has Hollywood aspects.
2: Yeah, yeah. But even just her look, like. I wrote Jenna as she is very, she is very pretty, but she's not like model beautiful. She's more of like athletic builds. Yeah. Um, More, more like everyday beautiful kind of.
0: He really gives me a fucking Chloe Decker vibes from Lucifer. Like not the hair color. Have you watched yeah, Lucifer? I have not. My husband has. I have not. Okay. Detective Decker okay. is- my dad and me have this conversation all the time. She's got that everyday kind of beautiful, like, it's not like Victoria Runway down the model, right. like you like, but it's like an everyday yeah. kind of beautiful. Like she could go out in a t-shirt and you'd be like, God.
2: Yeah, like, oh my God, she's so cute in a damn t-shirt and jeans. Exactly. Yeah. Like, that's totally that's cute. Jenna. And, yeah. and actually that's a lot of my ladies. I'm here for that. Because to me, I mean, don't, I'm not knocking beautiful models. Yeah. Um, but that's more realistic, real life mm-hmm. to me, and that's who I want my heroines to be. I get it.
0: I like to, I, I mean, I'm the same way, so I understand yeah. completely. All right, Stevie, now you go.
1: So, what is next as we round out 2021 and go into 2022?
2: Yeah, so there's a lot because uh, <laughs> 2021 is not turned out for me either to be what I was hoping it to be. Um, because we went from a year of getting used to homeschool to now, okay, we're back in school and it's my daughter's first year of middle school. And we're a very busy household and I do run my house. My husband works a lot. So it just hasn't turned out to the way I wanted it to be. (laughs) Um, But I've started five different stories. Um, So we are going to get, Delilah Bentley, the sister Warren Bentley's sister, will get her own story. Yeah, I have started my hockey book, my first hockey book, and um, you are introduced to the hero Reese Wilson in Perfectly Lonely. He is the brother of um, Reese Wilson is not inspired by
0: Tom Wilson, is he? No. Okay, thank God. No, 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 quiet. No,
2: No, not at all. Not at (gasps) all. Uh, Reese, Reese I just my husband alone.
1: (laughs) <laughs> Your husband is a douchebag. Um, <laughs> he can beat anybody's ass on the ice, and I'm perfectly fine with it. Oh, Sorry, I no. actually enjoy his
2: fights. No, uh, Reese Wilson is just um, when you meet Reese Wilson in Perfectly Lonely. He is the brother to the hero, and they they grew up with a silver spoon, but they have some family drama that oh, has yeah. shaped them in a different light and reese has to give up his career as a successful hockey player early on for what happens with the family drama and you learn about that all in perfectly lonely and the first book in the hockey series it's called Yearn for you and it starts off with the night that changed his life forever Mm -hmm. um so no, he's not like Tom Wilson at all. He actually is a very—he will be a brooding asshole who has a sensitive heart. I'm here for it. I'm here for that. Yeah, it. Um, hero. And, and he has, you know, he—he he is so career driven because he's going to be the youngest general manager um, in the league, and he has that like mark against his back, like you yeah, know, that on Right so he just immerses himself into his life and um learns that that's not what life is really all about. I'm fucking here for it. Yeah, so that's going to happen. Um I do have a contract for another book with the Happily Ever Alpha world um until Parker who Parker is a secondary character from Aurora Rose Reynolds um until Ashlyn. Yeah. Uh, he's the brother of the hero. So I was lucky enough to get to write his story. So I've started that. I've started um, another book called Frequent Flyer about uh, talk about strong heroin. The heroine is um, the CEO of yeah. a oil company. Yes, okay. she inherited it, but she's a pretty badass and she actually falls for her pilot. Oh, I'm here for it. I'm here for that. Yes, Queen. Yeah, so that and then Cal Harrington keeps talking to me. Cal Harrington's from Heartbreak Warfare. Um, you know, when I wrote their story, it was just all Jenna. Yeah. And I actually am the type of author who loves dual point of views. Um. So I might write his story, but it starts off, again, not to give us spoilers, but something in the book, there's a big gap. Yeah. And we're going to find out what was happening during that gap. Oh, um, Listen, if I tried to start
0: fucking writing five
2: books at one time, <laughs> well, and I can't usually do that, sure. I don't like writing stories at the same time. But here's what's been happening: a scene will pop up from one story. I'm like, oh shit, I gotta go write this down. So yeah. I write that down. Then another scene <laughs> happens, nope. and from a different story, I'm like, oh, I gotta write it down because I, I'm- I'm quick, that if I don't write this down, it's gone forever. Yeah. I will not get that back in my brain. I will dead ass refuse my
0: brain. My brain comes up with a you. Little, if my brain comes <laughs> up with a little plot thing, I'll write it, jot it real little down in its little place and I'll leave it the fuck alone and it stays there. And I tell my brain I'm like no 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 no. You're not doing that because she have 80 books. Well, no, this is never happened. To her. I would kill her. As her yeah. PA, I would have to kill her.
2: <laughs> yeah, I believe it. This has never happened to me before. And I really think this is why I'm not finishing a book because yeah. it's driving me crazy. And I'm like, can we just concentrate on one freaking story right now and finish this story work. right now? So yeah, but as I was saying before, I'm a Scrooge during the holidays. It's like once Halloween hits, it's, it's a constant nonstop in my house yeah. because we do Thanksgiving. We usually always have people here. Mm-hmm. Um, we do Hanukkah and Christmas and it's my daughter's birthday on New Year's Day. Oh yeah. Yeah. And we travel. We don't yeah. have really have family here. So we yeah. always travel and it's just like, I'm ready for winter break to be over with and school oh. to start. <laughs> yeah. I get it. I get it. I
0: also want to say that if you ever I was just thinking about this honestly yeah. to find out how what my type in men are when it comes to romance novels my favorite My Hero Academia character is Dobby and just say okay. that name to your sister your, your daughter okay Dobby. like what
2: I will find out I have oh. to pick her up early today I will say I will tell her Hey, you know MJ, who I was talking about, she said her favorite character is Dobby. And if She's I can, be if like, I can video oh. record her, I will for you. <laughs> She's gonna be like, "Oh no!" She's gonna be so upset.
0: She's gonna be like, "That doesn't make no sense." But it's okay because he's the villain, and it's all right. Anyways, we're gonna shift and move to writing questions. Um, okay. So, are you a plotter, a pantser, or like somewhere in
2: between? I'm in between. So, the first ten chapters are always torture for me. Those are my yeah. self doubt chapters. Like Mm -hmm. when I'm writing a book, I'm like, God, this is shit. Nobody's going to want to write this, read this, write this, whatever. What am I doing? Should I change this? Should I change that? And out of all my books, I've always kept going. And then so like the first 10 is my self doubt. Then the middle comes easily. Mm -hmm. And then I usually have to plot the end because I have to ring myself in like, okay, how are we ending this sucker? here's Mm -hmm. what we're doing this chapter is going to be this this chapter is going to be that and you're ending it like this and I really only plot at the end
0: I wish man I I get the first 10 chapters because that's like It literally makes me want to shoot myself in the throat. And I fucked myself with this book that I'm writing. I wrote it in part one and part two because their past is important and I I can't just do it in flashbacks. Right. Ooh,
2: that sounds really cool though. It's
0: not though. Don't do that because- use the first 10 chapters in part one there's only 13 chapters in part one mind you so the first 10 chapters were very hard for me uh, so it's yeah, like the yeah. first five chapters in part one and now I'm restarting in part two in a different picking up a different spot so it's like oh I've got to do these first five all fucking over again it sounds like Gone Girl did
2: you read that book
0: yes I love that book
2: okay so you know how the first half yeah. is all her mm-hmm. or no it's, it's all him good. yeah and yeah. then it goes to part two and it's her picking up it literally makes me shoot myself in the throat literally it's gonna gonna be
0: epic come on it sucks but i get that so wait do you have any interesting writing quirks like when you sit down to write do you have to be like eating twizzlers or like wearing a specific pair of socks or something
2: no, I have to have total silence. And I usually wear noise cancellation headphones because it's never silent in my house. As you saw, even cats. Kids are at school, but I have cats destroying things. I love it. That's like my house. Yeah. I mean, it, it's constant noise in this house, even with cats and children gone. So usually I have to wear noise cancellation headphones just because when I write, and I don't know if you're like this, NJ, but um, I like to picture the scene. Yeah. And if I don't have the silence or as close as I possibly can get to the silence, it screws me up.
0: I have to be in silence while I'm figuring out what I'm writing for that chapter. Like, mm-hmm. I need to, like, like plan it in my head, like, okay, we're going in this direction. And then I have to play music, uh, yeah. but I can't play music while I'm trying to decide what the hell I'm trying to write because then it just goes to shit. That makes sense. <laughs> like, God yeah. help me um all right so what is the this is my favorite question for writing questions what is the weirdest thing you've ever had to google
2: for a book i had to look up how to poison someone all right and that is in edge of desire the villain there's a little little spoiler for you she how'd you pull she, how'd you poison them? um lauderman <laughs> in a drink
0: okay because i was about to be like listen i have it i have one <laughs> i wish that how to poison somebody was the worst thing i was ever googled has a group chat um, with I do. People giving her ideas of how to kill people. <laughs> I have I have a group chat of my my like childhood friends, and they're all guys. Um, and I love them all, you know, yeah. whatever. But I have a group chat on Snapchat called "The a Thousand Ways to Die." Love and it. when Google won't give me the specific answer I need, I'll message them and be like, "Hey, how's you know, like whatever." Like, I messaged them the other day because you were talking about poisoning. I was like, "What's the slowest way to kill somebody?" Hold up, hold up, wait, wait. <laughs> I was like, what's the slowest way to kill someone? And one of them was like, feed them apple seeds for cyanide poisoning. And I was huh. like, what And he was like, yeah. He was like, 10 years ago, there was a woman who was convicted of murdering her husband because every day she would crush apple seeds and extract the cyanide from them to dose her husband's morning coffee with it. And I that's was like,
2: so that's not cool. what
0: I was looking for. I meant like torture slowly. But yes, that's, that's-
2: cool too. <laughs> well, there was that royal romance author, oh, what's her name? Whose husband was poised slowly- poisoning her and she discovered it oh who was it i'm sorry what yeah i did not know and that she's yet. a big time romance author like hold, hold up romance author poisoned. poisoned i do know Roisoned. there was a romance author whose husband offered. was poisoning her she she um claims he was Carolyn Kenyon. yes or however you say her last name the dark
0: hunter, be- hunter series i believe that's her she says i really thought he was gonna kill me and bury my body Oh my god, that is There's crazy. A
1: murder mystery author. And it's a woman and apparently she writes horrible murder mysteries. Like, I mean, like it they're not very well written. Yeah. Uh-huh. But she murdered her husband. Oh great. With a gun. She snuck in and she's like 70 years old and I'm like
2: Ugh.
1: I saw this on True Crime Daily on YouTube and
0: I was just like hmm. <laughs> I can't. I can't. All right, Stevie, you can take reading questions, ma'am. Okay, so what this could be any of your
1: books or someone else's. So what okay. book has your favorite cover?
2: Um, or one of
1: each, it's fine.
2: No. See, this is hard because I there are so many different covers that I find beautiful. Even yeah. ones that just have objects on them. Yeah. Um hmm. <laughs> I'm looking around on my bookshelf. Uh, I think it's fine. I don't know.
1: Pause It's
2: <laughs> okay. Um, yeah, this one's hard. Like, even as simplistic as the Twilight covers, like. Most. I loved how simple those are, but were they were effective? You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Oh, Adrian Lee came out today with a cover reveal that was gorgeous. Um, oh, I didn't call
1: that on Instagram.
2: Yeah, I thought that was beautiful. Some. Um, um, I love Aurora Rose Reynolds' new uh, release that's coming up. Rush, just the beautiful mountain scenery and that couple. You know, it just depends. Um, I I don't have like a certain cover style that I love. Yeah. Sorry, that's like the most boringest answer. It's fine,
0: ever. I do. I totally I love object covers. <laughs> Fucking love those things. Yeah,
2: because it's care. like wow, you could the, you would never think like such a simple thing can become so so art. Yeah, 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 and Did it's you see so. A
0: screenshot of it. Yeah. Ooh.
2: Is it the Adrian Lee one? Oh my God. That's how are you just sent so her. So nice.
0: Lover series Penelope Douglas is a part of that. I already pre ordered. <laughs> yeah. Like, how beautiful is that cover? I love it. I love it. Yeah, MJ it's has so a pretty. cover for her Hollow Boys. I'm
1: obsessed
2: with that
0: cover. I'll Which one?
2: Up. I'm going to have to look this up. She's right. going to go get it. She has to look Okay,
0: good. So. <laughs> Let me see.
2: I do. I love There I just are just. A bunch of them. Oh, yeah. That's beautiful.
0: Thank you.
1: I also love it. Oh my
2: gosh, yes. It's
1: one of my favorite covers she's
2: done so far. I just love, I love that kind of stuff. Like covers that are are so beautiful that they look like art. Me too. I just love that. But I also like, you know, the hot guy on a cover. It it just really depends on how it's done. I think that, I think that object covers can be done bad. This one is my new
0: favorite. Oh my oh, yes, god. See, that's
2: beautiful too. I love that. He
0: crushed that. But I like, and I think that hot guy covers can be done really bad. I oh, honestly just think yes. it just depends on the cover design
2: and yes. it itself.
0: Like if it's done well, I'm going to yes. love it. No matter who's on it or what's on it. Yeah. Period. If it's going to look good know. on a paperback, oh, I
1: like it. I won't <laughs> yeah. say whose author it is, but I have a book on my shelf that I think the cover is...
2: Well, don't say that out loud. We don't want I'm to gonna say
1: that out loud, but I'm not going to say who is. You know,
2: <laughs> covers are hard. It's a personal preference. Yeah. Um, And some people love it. Some people don't. I mean, there's some covers with some guys. I'm like, he's not hot. And that's my personal opinion. So the you amount know? of cover
0: models that I have seen where it's like, they look really hot on that cover. I love the cover. Click on the Instagram model to like, go look at it, Stock his page. And it's like, nah, just from that angle, buddy. Just from that angle. and it's like that was not what I was expecting I do that all the time but yeah I and I've done this before I've catfished myself by buying a book with a really hot guy on the cover like loving the cover buying the book and then hating the book and it's like you catfish me oh yeah
2: see and this is going to be the answer to one of your next questions so maybe I should wait till you do you want to formally ask it or should I just say
0: go ask the next question (laughs) what attracts you
1: to a book the cover there we go right the recommendation from others or the title
2: So for me, it's always the blurb, no matter what. That is a first for us. Okay. So it's a cover or the
1: title or a recommendation.
2: Yeah. Nobody ever says a blurb. It's, it's blurb for me because even if I love the cover, I'm Mm -hmm. always, I don't use, I don't one click for a cover. I don't. If, if that's just me, like if your blurb is not catching me, I might not one click. And I don't read reviews. I'm one click like a mofo. God. Yeah, I don't
1: I read reviews and then when they're horrible reviews, I buy it anyway. And I really well, yes. end up loving so it. I,
2: I will say that I know so many people who buy more books when it's a horrible, horrible reviews. Mm-hmm. It's I so here's here's how I work. I'm always the blurb. Okay, mm-hmm. I'm gonna read the blurb. And if the blurb doesn't catch me, but I love the cover, then maybe I will go see what other people are saying. Yeah. Um, but it, I think all that just also has to do with the fact, and I'm doing this now in my reading group. I have so many books that I've one clicked and haven't read. So yeah. I'm doing a way back reading challenge where I sc- I'm scrolling at the end of my Kindle and trying to go back. and Yeah. And we're doing that in my reading group. And I have to always say, you know, it's okay if you don't get to this book. It's okay if you don't DNF it, but don't tell us that because, and I always say this different strokes for different folks. Absolutely. You might hate someone else might love. So please don't tell us why you DNF'd it. None of that stuff, but we show the covers and say what book it is. And I always say, if you did love this book though, please tell us that you loved this book. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. So um, I think that's also a little bit of reason why I don't just one click a lot of stuff because I have two Kindles full of oh, books that I haven't read. And I have a lot of paperbacks that I haven't read. So unless that blurb is gripping me to one click, I'm not going to do it if it doesn't i
0: am the worst for one clicking shit i'm so bad i will scroll through instagram and see like claire Contreras is a good example yeah and other lies (laughs) i had no idea what that book was even about didn't even know if it was romance saw the cover on instagram and immediately went and bought it it's on my shelf i did read it i loved it um but i have been catfished multiple times but i will literally just one click some shit because i love the cover it's like oh god that's gonna be you, also have, to, you
1: also have to to say though with the claire Contreras one she bought it four months prior to us recording claire's episode oh, yep. that's funny. and claire came on and we told claire the story and she thought it was hilarious and then yeah. by then she didn't prior to us recording she hadn't read it yet she was yep. getting ready to. And I said, did you know it was a gothic romance? And she said, no. Nope, but I do
0: now. <laughs> and she <laughs> fell in love and
1: she dived in. It was that's so awesome. good too.
0: Honestly, yeah, but I'm really bad for it. I'm really bad for one-clicking. And I'm really bad for one-clicking my favorite authors too. Actually,
2: that's not really bad. I'm going to one-click well, people from the day I die. I don't even care. I find that different though, because you trust them. And you yeah. know that with your favorite author, you're going to probably love the story no matter what. Pretty much, yeah, John darling. Penelope Douglas, candy signer. I will. Yeah, and I and that—that's how <laughs> it's supposed to be, though. You know, I mean, I've got my favorite authors too, where I'm like, eh, I'm gonna love it, so it's okay. But that's that trust building. Yep. Speaking of favorite authors, Stevie's next question: <laughs> Who are some of your favorite
1: authors to read? And I always, I always preface this question by saying, this is your chance to shout out your friends.
2: Yeah. yeah. So. Okay. I read a lot of people, um, obviously, Aurora Rose Reynolds, I love Taryn Fisher, um, oh, we love, I love Taryn Fisher and the Wrong Family Man, Whew. Yeah. Um, I, I just love, I mean, her brain is genius, uh, I do like Colleen Hoover, I just finished Verity, and that was really that good, was that was but really until, good,
1: so MJ has never read Colleen Hoover up until like th- two months ago, okay, And. Try. Cat, sort of and I trapped her with a book yeah literally we said you need to read Colleen Hoover she said all right what book am I starting with and we told her to start with it ends with us
2: oh it ends with us
1: <laughs> I was like all right whatever she did yeah, a time
0: I, lapse of her reading this book. I was traumatized I was like fuck both of you <laughs> yeah, for that because I wasn't ready okay you weren't ready You're welcome very much she'll be in Vegas you'll get to hug her well yeah. mostly because well when I told them that I hadn't read Colin Hoover yet they were like oh my god blasphemy as fuck like well yeah a lot of people do re-
2: react that way
0: yeah they were like if you what is wrong with you and I was like well Colin Hoover's not really usually like my genre yeah. like I will read I will read all kinds of romance, right? But I'm going to need more recommendations for a contemporary than I would for a dark romance. That's book. understandable, right? That's and understandable. Coho is not really my genre that I will be like, mm-hmm. oh, I ju- I want to pick up a book by her. Yeah. But it's going to take me a few recommendations to pick it up. But I picked it up and I still haven't read another one by her because I don't trust that. I don't trust her. Oh,
2: she fucked me up with it. It's no, with no, us. You have to read right. Verity. You have
1: to read Verity. I'm telling you. Verity. Dude, you order. would enjoy order.
2: Verity. Yeah. you, you need need to read I also horror. like... I also like Alessandra Torrey's dark romances, like Black Lies, holy crap, and if you have not read Black Lies, I haven't, but I have, oh wait,
0: there gosh. is a book by her that I have read that is dark romance that I really enjoyed, and I cannot remember what
2: it is. Is it Sex, Lies, Repeat? No. Because oh that was a good one too, but Black, okay, I'm just telling you both, Black Lies, I have to mm, do it. You got to get that one. I will one click it, I don't care. Yeah. Okay. I am, so I enjoy her a lot. I enjoy Whitney G. Um, I enjoy, uh, I mean, but I love Anne Rice. Oh yeah. You know, I also like a lot of autobiographies. I also like some self-help books, but I'm trying to think other, I mean, there's just so many talented women in the romance industry. It's really hard. Yeah. Um, those authors I just told you are like my one clicks, no matter what kind of yeah. authors um there's just so many so i mean it's such that's just such an amazing industry that's why it's the number one right i mean all this talent
1: because we candy steiner we have to shout out that the christmas blanket is free only today
2: yeah, oh, yeah. please shout out candy steiner's awesome i love it it's I love free that.
1: only for today you are getting the christmas blanket for free which is a really good
0: christmas book yep and if mj likes likes it and it's contemporary romance, and so you know it's good.
2: <laughs> I'm sorry for all of my uh, my author friends who I might not have shown Oh, it's... I could... Let's see. Carrie Hart, Brittany um, Holland, uh, Harlow Lane. Uh,
0: <laughs> let regurgitate <diverge> <laughs> all. Thank you, all of the ones that... Yeah, who do I talk to? It's on so so That's
1: the fun part. Is I that These are at least five of them have probably already been mentioned by... Because yeah. we're at episode...
2: 89 well Jeez. you know what though like i never have expectations of any of my author friends recommending me you know what i'm saying yeah. like so it's like please recommend what you love to read and then that's okay if i'm not your person yeah, i'm not friends with you for you to recommend right. exactly again yeah. different strokes for different folks i know you know like yeah. i just don't yeah. have that expectation me either i understand all right so we
0: are at the last section of the podcast which is trope questions these are our favorite section of questions even all though right. it's the last part um but what is your favorite trope to write and why
2: i just love second chance romances oh yeah i just the why am i yawning I just, Oh, it's okay. I'm always tired. I, I'm shocked I haven't yawned once during this podcast. You guys are just <laughs> keeping me so lively. Um, so I just love, love, love it. And I do, even though I haven't really written much of it, I do love an enemies to lovers just because of that. How we talked about the asshole factor. Like yep. you all, you know, you do kind of want to change up the asshole and make him love you. Yeah. So I do like that. But I'd probably say there's just something in that makes me happy about um, Second Chance Romance.
0: I think when done correctly, okay, so this is like a thing that I haven't really talked about a lot on the podcast. I really, okay, enemies to lovers is like king, king my kingdom, okay? However, friends to lovers is one of my very favorite tropes. That's another one too. It has to be done right for me to like it. Like I love friends to lovers, but I do not have a lot of books to recommend that I have loved that are friends to lovers. Yeah. Because it has to, because it's like one of those tropes where a miscommunication is a very, like Mm -hmm. if it's just like, like if you could have had one conversation to, to have fixed a eight year gap between you guys not being together, I'm going to have problems. (laughs) Um, But I mean, honestly, it's just, it's a really hard trope for me to enjoy because I feel like it's very, I'm going to end up hating one of them because one of them is going to do some shit that's going to fuck up this friendship. Yeah.
1: So no,
2: I, I, it, I agree with you. It's a tricky trope. Yep. to right. Um, and yeah, I completely agree with you. It, it has to be done very well. It has to be thought out very well, because like you said, for them not to be together, you're going to hate somebody yep and they, and better do, they better do something really good to redeem yeah themselves.
0: I think a lot of what I enjoy is and that and the thing is it's so stupid is I really love like a push and pull like I really love yeah. the angst, right me too yeah. um, I love some people do that really well right like mm-hmm. a love letter to whiskey by candy signer is a very good example okay yeah. yes it was miscommunication and yes it was very much like wrong person right time over and over and over again but it was done so fucking well that I was like oh i love it i can't put it down i love it no
2: i agree with you completely
0: so yeah but it's a hard sell for me but i do love it it's one of my favorite tropes It's, it's a hard trope i agree go stevie go
1: what's one trope you would eventually like to write and why
2: oh gosh if i if i could i would totally do a vampire paranormal romance
0: i was not seeing that coming but yeah, I'm here for, that oh, for it. oh, I love favorite. it! I
2: love vampire paranormal romance. Have you read Have you read J.R. Ward's Dark uh, Black Dagger? Uh, <gasps> Wrath is the love of my life. <laughs> Wrath is pretty awesome. Yes. So I, but see, I think because I've read so much paranormal vampire romance, oh, I'm what? like, like I read um, oh, shit. Karen Marie Monning. her. Yeah. That series I'm like I can't think of all that crap. The
0: world building in there is insane. Yes.
2: It's insane. So I would love to and I love reading them, but I just can't even wrap my mind around writing it.
0: Oh yeah, the world building for that is just it's it's literally otherworldly. <laughs> it's oh, it's insane.
2: like where do you think of this stuff? It's so fascinating and addicting and yeah so yeah I love a good paranormal vampire the vampires are my favorite I mean I've read the werewolves the fays the bears but it's really the vampires that have always got I mean I I mean I I read all of Anne Rice in high school I just love her so much
0: I love the vampires but I do love a good fae I do love a
2: guy with some wings (laughs) yeah yeah so and that's why the Karen Marie Monning series is like she's got them all yeah and you're like Especially the the vampire Fey, and oh, you're yeah. like, whoa, wings and teeth. I love right. this. Yeah, my
0: husband, my poor husband, is always like, when I'm telling him about like books I'm reading or whatever, and he's like, are these the guys with the wings? Or, <laughs> uh,
2: yeah. and
0: I'm like, nah, no, 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 yeah. not the wings. But yeah,
2: I do so, love. Them. Yeah, so that would be the trope that, I mean, I love reading it, but writing it, whoo.
0: Well, if you ever do it, let me know, because I'll read the shit out of that. Um, that oh, thanks, girl. That's the first time we've ever got an answer.
2: That answer was penal. Oh, really? I yeah. mean, it's pretty crystal clear for me, because I'm like, I love that trope. I don't think I can write it. I, it just, it, like, even when I'm reading it, I'm like, how do you think of this? Oh, my gosh. Dark, Jr.
0: Ward's Dark. Okay, so um, I have a controversial fucking opinion but i only like i've read the whole thing but i really only loved 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 the first six the, yeah no like, i agree or,
2: with you yeah. i agree with you on that i so, think but i think you could say that with any series that starts yeah. getting past like 10 books like okay yeah how much more are we gonna do it the core six for me were like yes mm, my
0: i bull. agree with that because I agree. the latest Okay, Zadist is the definition of the kind what of- What you love? That I want. I loved him. But I yeah. also love Wrath. There's something about a blonde vampire. Listen, the yeah. fact that with the girls, it was just, I think what really just like threw me when I first read it and I was like addicted because the girls go into heat and it's yeah. not guys. I was like- Yeah, it was different. Yep. You mm-hmm. a
2: lot so of force to you keep cold. Totally, you're totally team Eric on True Blood, right? Oh, without a yeah. doubt. So pay see, pay. like i read all of those books. Yeah. I've read all of the Vampire Academy, the Vampire Diaries, okay. Christopher Pike books. I mean, we're talking about, I, I went through a period where it's like, vampires give it to me.
0: Honestly to God any type you anything you read watch if the villain is a tr- if it, there's a villain in it that's probably the one I like
2: yeah, wow. <laughs> <Salvatore>. yeah
0: <laughs> I'm like Klaus level psycho oh, Klaus
2: well Klaus was
0: awesome
1: <laughs> <but see>. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um all <laughs> right I so, had Charity Farrell in last week and she was her biggest upset of that series is that Klaus didn't end up with Caroline
2: you know that was a pretty upsetting storyline because they. I thought they were perfect for each other. They are. Yeah. They are, okay. I, I agree. Don't give a shit. I agree. I agree with that. All right, my so friend I thought they were a good couple,
1: and she
0: was a writer for the show. Because <laughs> okay, I love them. All right. So, what is one trope you'll never write? I, that's
1: my question. Shit. Bad. <laughs> no, it's not. Is um, it? Give you the last one
0: no it is
2: not think of another one then i just
1: asked the first one you and i was gonna give you the last one why because you always say you don't get them well
0: fine then jesus go (laughs) You could have warned me before i started asking no you already asked it go (laughs) ahead okay what is your what is one trope you'll never write and why
2: (laughs) okay so again i have no personal judgment at all about this trope
0: i know what she's gonna
2: fucking say too tell Go. me okay let's hear it no no no. No no no. no 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 now you have to i want to see if you know if you reverse mind, do it reverse reverse you're right i know i am <laughs> and you're totally right and here's the thing and i'll tell here's why okay i'm a jealous bitch if i, I love a man i'm not sharing him i get it but I can catch that vibe. <laughs> I
0: caught that vibe. Immediately. We literally
1: have this. So we have this down to a science. On every episode. Oh my god, life. that's
2: pretty good. Because there's like, a lot of we genres. Tell I mean, because I had a, a reader of mine read a COVID romance novel. That's another one I would never write. So I could have said that one, he where the where the heroine. <laughs> I know a doctor. COVID. I know a COVID
0: and a reverse harem book mixed together. The wow. king's of quarantine. That's
2: quarantine. It was that's so impressive. good. Because this COVID romance, she read it to me like she was literally sending me screenshots. Yeah. And God bless this author. The heroine was the doctor and the hero was the virus. She fell in love with the virus. No, thank you. So I could have said that. (laughs) I mean, yeah. But it's, it's, (laughs) listen. Listen reverse harem is one of my
0: favorite tropes. And I know when somebody's not going to say that they're never going to write it. I know. Yeah, yeah. But, <laughs> I
2: know. Um, but besides being like, I don't like to share the men I love. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know, because I feel that way. Again, it's the whole writing the market. Like that's a yep. huge market. Yep. I know I wouldn't do it justice. You know what I'm it saying? Is. Like, so why would I do that? I don't want to disappoint anybody if that's not my jam. I love a good reverse harem and listen that's the thing it's not about sharing the dude it's about sharing moi okay I okay what's your favorite reverse harem and I'll give it a go (laughs) okay um well see I don't want to say my favorite because it is a series well I mean I guess you'll
0: definitely get a vibe if you'll like it if you read the first book um it is here lies a corpse
2: here Lies the Corpse.
0: Yeah. And it's by Steele uh-huh. Matthews. It is okay. a part of a series, but is it's, it's and e- but it's the first book, obviously. So you'll decide if you don't like it or not. But I okay. will tell you the reason it's one of my favorites is because each boy gets uh-huh. their own POV in a book. Like okay. which I like that. Is Colts, which is a girl. This she goes okay. by Colton. Her name is Colton. Colts and uh fucking Lux. So it's his POV in the first book. And okay. then you get Saint and Sinner as you go, like you. Which it's I true. love that I like yeah. the p I want to hear all the povs yeah it's so, so good. I like
1: that a lot okay I actually sold out. people on reading reverse Harriman's doing that because <laughs> they get a taste of each what it's a, yeah that's a, a couple in each
2: book but I that's like that because that could change my mind you know you know what I'm saying yeah. like that. I, I like getting to know what all these characters are. Think that's normally
0: what everybody's like not sold on is because they feel like they can't get attached to the male characters because there's so okay. many and you're not understanding like their mindset right okay. and I and I get that but there are books there are reverse harem's out there where you definitely definitely get the mindset of each of them and it's amazing so
2: okay so there's here, too many body okay, parts for I just that.
0: It's a really pretty green cover, like green and black cover. Yeah, that's it. It's really good. And it's like murder mystery, too. It's good. It's got a good plot. All right. It's the bomb. Got it. Yeah. All right. I love it. Yay. Yay. Super excited. All right, Stevie, now you go.
1: If you were in a book, what trope would you want for your story?
2: Hey, that good? Um... Hmm, this is a hard one. Okay, so if I was in a book and it had to be someone else other than my husband, it would be a friends to lovers. (laughs) Okay, yes, all right, that's fine. It
0: would be, yeah. Um,
2: I'm
0: gonna do a reverse I Mine's a reverse harem because I get all of them. I get the best of both worlds.
2: (laughs) I love that. Yeah.
0: What would yours be,
1: Stevie? Mine's a billionaire because they think, they say money can't buy happiness, but it can
2: buy me a lot of books and it sure does no, no, no. help. No, they yep. say money can't buy you love. Money can definitely buy you happiness. Oh that well, it's
1: buying me it. happiness. It's gonna buy me a library. Yeah.
2: So yeah. therefore, I mean, and then he not- can
1: have multiple jobs. It could be a second chance for romance. It could be yep. a rock star he billionaire. It said- could be a sports person.
2: Who knows? I enjoy, I, I do enjoy a billionaire if it's done right. Let's, yeah. let's always prefer preference that. I do enjoy a billionaire romance because if you it's being that kind of person with that kind of power mm-hmm. and that kind of money to me is fascinating. Yep. And what they decide to do with that kind of power and that kind of money. Because you would hope that if you were blessed to have that kind of power and that kind of money, you would do good. Right. Yeah. Agreed. Um, so I do enjoy a billionaire millionaire romance. Or- If you read the books, I like right how fucked up they are. They do very dark things, very bad things. You get away (laughs) with it, and get away with it because they are
0: so powerful, right? See, this is my thing, right? I think there's a difference in morally gray and corrupt, right? And I love reading books where it's like on that line of you have the bad guy the villain you fall in love with and then you have a genuine bad guy and mm-hmm. it's like there are there are literally hairpin differences between the two people yeah and like different qualities that um kind of like differentiate between the two of them and I love doing that I love teetering that line
2: <laughs> I love but it you know what that's why we read
0: right, right? Yes.
2: and it's and if it's done well it's awesome
0: yeah I literally am like a
2: garbage disposal for
0: like tropes like I'll read they anything I've
2: That's read what it's all about, though. I love I that. But deal. seriously,
1: if you want a good billionaire book, I tell everybody this to read "Trouble" by Tia Louise.
2: I have that on my Kindle. It is. I haven't popped it open.
1: Book. Okay. I've and that is definitely a big story there with, because of how this character is. Okay. And where he comes from, but it's such
0: a good book, and it's so yeah. me Yeah, no, I've got that one. I love it. All right, so that is sadly our last question. You have been such an amazing- like, Oh my gosh, oh, this great. has been so yeah. much fun. So um. much. Thank you. But we are gonna give you a few minutes to talk about if you have a sale coming up or anything of that nature, a new book,
2: um, and let our listeners know where to find you. The floor is yours for the next little bit. Well, thank you. Um, I don't have, <laughs> sadly, I don't have anything coming up. I, I'm <laughs> hoping to, but honestly, I am on all platforms. Um tiktok i am on tiktok i mean i'm i'm trying i'm learning Yeah, oh my God, let me follow you on tiktok yeah i'm on tiktok i'm on instagram i'm on facebook the most active i probably am is on in my reading group in facebook jessica Marin's misfits um and probably instagram um, are my two where you can catch me the most uh but i love 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 book signings I love meeting people like we talked about earlier extrovert so please hit me up please come follow me um like I said I, I try to be active in my reading group that's probably we're doing that way back when reading challenge so come on board let's re- let's re- let's read some books we won't click 10 years ago and haven't read <laughs> like literally I'm reading a book right now that's from 2009 I'm here for it though. Oh, wait. You, you might know this book what is (laughs) it what is it Not the name it is a paranormal romance oh okay hold on hold on i'm pulling it up and then um i probably do need to go get my kid um oh dang it sorry dead air right now dead air you're fine here it is it's soulless who's it by gail Carriger. do you see this (gasps)
0: yes i have read it it is good okay
2: Okay, so yeah, that's, yeah, a novel of vampires, werewolves, and parasols. Um, That is, I one clicked that in 2009. Hey, whatever works. But uh, thank
0: you again so much for joining us. You've been so great. Thank uh, you, ladies, so much for having me. No problem. And we hope to chat with you again soon sometime. Yes, definitely.